The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day three of our North American LCS team-by-team preview podcast series. We're in day three, and I'm so excited because this is the first team that we're going to get to talk about in both North America and Europe combined with a roster change. This is something we already know even before the roster lock has come in. Uh, this move has been announced. It's an exciting one. I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting, and I can't think of anyone I'd rather break this down with than my good friend and co-host, Walter Ciedi Svedchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? Oh, boy. So so this move. This move. Um, I have some thoughts on it. I have some feelings on it. Um, I, mean, I sure hope so. We are recording a podcast. I so. mean, yeah, it, it sort of helps. <laughs> I, I'm... It's surprising. Like, I, I don't think people are going to expect this opinion from me, of all people, about Dardock moving to CLG. I'm very worried. Okay. I'm very worried. Well, let's talk about what CLG was worried about before we get quite into that. They were worried that their roster last split wasn't going to be capable of holding up as things go forward. They have Darshan in the top lane. Who he is, the mid laner, Stixay is the AD carry, Afrobu at support, and of course now Dardok as the jungler instead of X Mithy, who had been the veteran presence and in, in at least, I guess, assistant shot caller to what Afrobu has been doing uh, on that team. They also, for what it's worth, made some changes to their management. Uh, you're looking at things like their LCS development uh, coach, and they've done a whole bunch of team building exercises during the offseason, which I'm sure will matter. Maybe I'm, you know, eh. We'll see how that goes. But Walter, was this a CLG team? Were they fair to be worried after the spring split? Do you think it was the right decision for them to make a move given what we just watched? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think a change was something that CLG had to strongly consider because now this is the this would have been the third split. They had one really really good split. Uh, they had uh, one you know mediocre split in the summer. They got to Worlds and they kind of washed out Worlds. And then this it, there wasn't really any improvement um, in this split except right towards the end it finally started to look like some of the players were starting to mesh well together again. Uh, and then they kind of had that failure of a series uh, against FlyQuest, Darshan. But Xsmithy, it seems like Xsmithy is the I, I don't know. I don't know why Xsmithy. Xsmithy doesn't seem like he is the main 
problem on the team. It felt like it was more the solo lanes. Like, X-Smithy, you weren't expecting him to be the hard carry. You didn't need him to be this exceptional playmaker in any regard. You need your laners to be consistent. You need your laners to be the guys that are making plays uh, over the course of the entire game. You know, your jungler, while he does have roam over the entire map, can be limited in how much he can impact the game. And, you know, you can't put a jungler in split push, really. Unless they're they're like a full AD Master Yi, which I don't see anyone playing full AD Master Yi. You need someone that can go into the sideways and can control the sideways and could go up against a Nautilus or a Rumble or a Cannon. Like your top, like I really thought if they were going to replace anyone, it would have been Darshan. And I thought they were going to go after a nice young top lane talent. Uh, I thought maybe they could have gone after Lorlo if Lorlo was on the table and and um, and Team Liquid wanted to make some wholesale changes. You have no idea what's going on over there. That's kind of weird. Um, they could have gone after someone like Licorice from E United, but E United with with their signings of GBM and Dandy seem to be going all in on on qualifying through the Challenger series. So Licorice probably wasn't on the table. So just how I was looking at the landscape, it didn't seem likely that CLG were going to make changes, even though I thought they should. Uh, and then when this news comes, like Smithy for Dardock, it just it seems like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Dardock does not feel like the type of player CLG goes after normally. He doesn't feel like a CLG player, especially the current CLG. This feels like a, a, a roster movement, a roster change that would have come from Hotshot being in charge. That not looking at how he might fit into the team, not looking at you know personalities are going to match, not looking at all these things. And sure, they're doing some team building exercises. They're trying to get everybody on the same page. They're having a boot camp. I trust Zix. He is probably one of the most well-prepared coaches in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and their scouting staff and everything. But just at the end of the day, it just Dardock seems so counter to everything that CLG has done over the past year and a half. Yeah, well, let's make one thing clear. Xmithy was a guy that, in, in my opinion was absolutely worth replacing if you're from Counter-Logic Gaming. Uh, he led all junglers in deaths with 164 last split. Svensk Garen was the second closest with 12 fewer in three more games. It wasn't particularly close. It was a really bad split from McSmithy. 2.4 KDA, only 63% kill participation. That makes him worse than anybody who played a significant number of games in the jungle. You can't have that. That is an absolute liability, and I totally understand why they felt uncomfortable continuing with it moving forward. It wasn't somebody who was showing any real promise coming out of that position. And while you can say, like, well, you need your split pushing because that's how CLG likes to play, you need your, your kind of lane control in that regard. Well, junglers help a lot in securing that lane control. Junglers can really dictate the pace of a lot of these early game decisions and get some of these snowballs going. And Xmithy simply wasn't doing that. He, he was not, at this point in time in his career, giving CLG what they needed for him. Now, we'll talk about him more when we get into Immortals later on in this preview series. But I, I want to talk about Dardock. You talk about him not fitting in with this system. It seems like getting him is acknowledgement that the old system is not going to get them where CLG wants to be, and so they're trying to shake up the system. So why is that shake up something that really concerns you? As someone who is a huge Dardock defender 
in a lot of ways. Oh, oh, it's, my, my problems aren't with Dardock. I want, if I had known Dardock was on the market, like I would have told TSM, screw going to MSI, go sign Dardock, get him on your team, replace Fenskaren, and let's just go all in that way. Like, I love Dardock. I think Dardock is fantastic. Again, um, we had a, a video that came out from Immortals that seemed to paint him as, as kind of demanding, not the greatest of teammates. That, that sort of smell is starting to become a stink on him that I don't know what can be done to sort of get rid of it. Um, possibly team building exercises can help turn him into a more friendly teammate. Someone that's not going to call you, you out on your BS or anything. But the problem is like he needs – the problem that he had on Immortals was that he was going and he was making plays. He was doing these invades with the same issues that, that Svenskaren was, that his team wasn't pushed up and he had weaker laners. But – he just did him better. He was more intelligent. He knew exactly when he could go in. He was setting up traps for enemy junglers. He was sort of baiting them to come into the river and fight him further away from their own teammates. Like, he was very smart in that sort of regard. I don't see the mid lane or the top lane for CLG pushing their lanes. They're not very strong laners. They can be exploited unless it's on a signature champion like Huni's Aurelian Soul. Aurelian Soul with Dardock scares the ever-living bejesus out of me because that could be one of the scariest combinations CLGs could ever put on the map. But that being said, the rest of Huni's champion pool is just eh. It's not, he doesn't have a lot of lane dominance, uh, you know, champions that he's going to be able to push out lanes and going to be able to follow up on Dardock. This just feels like this is going to be a lot of, Dardock is going to be making a lot of individual plays for himself and maybe trying to get teammates ahead like he was with Flame. Um, maybe this could be a resurgence for Darshan. I just don't see it. I think Darshan's just past his prime. But I don't see the rest of the team around him fitting him. So that that's what I'm looking at. Like, CLG has to wholesale change their identity to fit Dardock into their system. And I don't think they have the right players in the solo lanes to do that. I think Huni is is a pole belter. Like, they're the same player, essentially. They have some deep champion pools. Granted, pole belter played very poorly last split. But, like... When Pole Belter was great, him and Dardock would have matched very, very well. Huni, I don't think, reaches the same peak that someone like Pole Belter does. The same thing with, with Flame and Darshan. I think both of them are kind of past their prime, but Flame did show some moments where he was able to control his lane and was able to push out. It was really the bottom lane of Cody Sun and Ale that weren't able to do it. So it seems like you're just swapping which side of the map your lane that actually can push out and can actually have some, some backup for him out of the top lane and into your bottom lane. And if the bottom lane is going to go back, go more into hyper carries, we're going to see more Kog'Ma and stuff, you really can't have your support come out of that lane, or else if they're in a bad matchup, that Kog'Ma is never going to get any farm. So it just seems like a lot of things need to go really right, and you need to change players' play styles so dramatically to move Dardock in and to be successful with this team. I'm just worried about it. Yeah, and I think those worries are fair. I think that if you were to look at, you know, what champions do we feel confident with who he playing you know on a, on a regular basis that that work to his play style it's Aurelian soul i think his oriana is solid i think his echo has been pretty great echo. and we're done and that's the unfortunate thing with him and i i i understand that that's going to appear harsh because certainly he plays so many more champions than that and I give him credit for that. He is very adaptable to what this team needs. I think even Darshan, to a lesser extent, it seems like he's 
tried to do more for what the team is asking him to do. He hasn't necessarily relied as hard on his split pushing as he's done at certain other points in his career because he understands that sometimes the team needs him to be something else. They should let him keep split pushing, but I mean, the guy played 13 games on Maokai. He's willing to be a team player. Um, the, the ultimate problem comes in, where does Dardock send that gold and those resources? Sticks Which Sticks It out. has to be. And, and, and it's so, absolutely sticks A. Yeah, and so is that enough? Is, is that something where when you look at where this team ultimately ends up, is it enough to say this is a team who at their best – has a very good AD carry in Stixe, who is genuinely a strong player, should not be underestimated just how good he is at the AD carry position, and at least now a better chance to deal with some of the issues in their solo laners because they do have that mechanical way to turn around at 2v2. Is that enough, or do you feel like they're still at least one move away? I think they're one move away. I think it's the top lane. I think they got... Like, Huni can work because he does have these moments where he absolutely clutches out and he has some just fantastic games. Even not on his signature champions. He's had some really good Syndra games. He's had some really good uh, Cassiopeia games going back to the end of last summer when CLG made that little run to get in the playoffs and secure themselves um, enough circuit points to actually get through automatically. He had some good games on those champions. Uh, I think that could happen. I just don't see that out of Darshan anymore. Darshan had, what, maybe one, two games where he really stood out on the CLG roster. We're like, oh, yeah, that's Darshan of old. Other than that, he's a mediocre top laner. He's the fifth, sixth best top laner in North America, and you need to have some more upside at one of these positions. You know? I just don't think Darshan is that guy anymore. I don't think you can rely on him to be a playmaker. I don't think you can rely on him to teleport incorrectly every single time. And if you get rid of him... Then you have an open uh, you have an open import slot that you could use for a Korean top laner, or you could go a North American top laner and uh, bring in a different Korean mid laner. You know, you, you could do a whole bunch of things if you're um, if you're CLG in this off season. But they have to go all in on saying, all right, well we're going to be shifting our play style into Stixie and Ardock here to keep those guys here in the off season. Because if CLG isn't successful, if they don't make it to Worlds, if they aren't competitive. I could very easily see Dardock and Stixie just moving on and going someplace else. Yeah, I mean, Dardock in particular is not a guy who strikes me as someone who is going to stick around for any sort of rebuilding process. I think he wants to win now. I think he looks at Zix as a guy who certainly has the uh, the strategic understanding that you would want from a team to be really good. I, I think that they're going to have to prove that they could do it in the first half of the season as well as the second. Too often, I think CLG starts off slow and then picks up as the season goes on. I think it costs them in their seeding in the 2016 summer split, and I think that it, it came on just a little bit too late to hammer out some of those issues in the last split. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to see them put it together for an entire split. I want to see either Darshan or who he step up but it does feel like they need at least one genuinely strong solo lane rather than two okay, but improvement would really be necessary if you want to take the next step. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sticks A is going to be there, and their team fighting is going to work out. So that's going to be something that they'll always have in North America. Sometimes that's enough. Where do you think they end up, Walter, if you had to put a, a place six. on it? Just six. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think they, they're probably one of the first two teams that they have to fight in the gauntlet. I think that's fair. And I don't think they go to Worlds. I think a lot of it's going to depend on, on who you think has taken a step forward. I think one of the big problems with North America is who's the next man up. I think that we both agree that there's at least one team that is likely to fall down a little bit from what they did last split. Uh, someone else will have to take that step forward, but I think that it can be done. I, I, I have more faith in what other teams have done than I do in a CLG team that right now has added a variable that I don't know how they're going to be able to deal with both from a gameplay perspective and an out-of-game perspective. And if it works, for the record, it's going to be really fun, and it'll be the revitalization of Darshan or who he's career, and I will be glad to watch it. I'm certainly rooting for them to figure it out. Certainly, if anyone can, it's going to be Zix. Zix is a smart coach. He understands the game. He understands the players that he's been working with for three full splits now, and I think he should be well aware of Dardock's strengths at this point in his career. I just, I'm not seeing it the way that I wish I could see it. But you know what? Hopefully you guys wish to see more of these episodes. We've been putting out three so far. We did TSM and Cloud9 before this episode in North America. And in Europe, we've talked G2, Unicorns of Love, and H2K. So a lot of great content for you guys. You should definitely check all of those out. If you haven't already, you should subscribe down to the podcast either on YouTube here, hit that nice subscribe button at the Rough Drafts podcast page or soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts. You can also follow us on social media if you want to hear all of our thoughts throughout the entire season. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? I am at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. And I'm at Red Shirt King. You'll be finding my thoughts. I love talking to you guys. So please feel free to message me. Let's keep the conversation going and, and read my stuff over at unicorn.com because I've been writing a lot over for them and there should be an article by the time you guys are listening to this there should be something that's either come out or coming out very soon so stay tuned for that and stay tuned for our next team because if we're gonna look at one side of this x smithy dardock trade it's only fair that we look at the other side of the coin as well so until then goodbye internet Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.